The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, what are we drinking today? <laughs> We're having a new drink, Apple Boulevardier. Well, what is an Apple Boulevardier? So a regular Boulevardier has uh, bourbon or whiskey, depends on how you want to make it, for sweet vermouth, and uh, Aperol or Campari, obviously. And then yeah. you use a citrus to garnish it. And it's two parts of whatever bourbon or whiskey to one part of each of the others, right? Yeah. This one, because we're trying to use up those weird alcohols in our cabinet, is apple whiskey, two ounces of apple whiskey, with the ounce of Aperol and the ounce of sweet vermouth, stirred, served over an ice ball with a lemon twill thing. I thought you said we were done with apple whiskey. Well, we were done with apple brandy. Oh, so okay. this was that Applejack that we had gotten right. way long ago that we just, and we had exactly the right amounts. So we have no more of that now. Oh, good. <laughs> let's taste it. So let's taste it. Some strong apples. Mm-hmm. That's scent. Oh, that's like fruity drink. Yeah, super fruity. Isn't that fruity? Yeah. That's like fruity on multiple levels though. Yeah, like, it is. Like, a, like, you're, like it's a cocktail. Like a fruit salad. Like a fruit cocktail cup. Yeah. That's what it tastes like, doesn't yes. it? Yes, yes. So I'm gonna have to let the ice bowl melt. Yeah, I think so too. That's sweet. what I'm thinking because it's because I was like, I don't need to add any sugar to this. No. This has got a plenty of sugar in it. Yeah, yeah. But interesting, huh? It's, it's interesting how all the apple-related drinks get into this realm of fruitiness. Yes, I mean, apple's fruity, obviously. Yeah, but it just seems like it carries it in a way. I think it would have been better with Campari, right? Because then you offset that sweet whiskey. A little bit of bitter. The bitter would have been good. Yeah. I almost added some bitters to it. Okay, but I held off because I was like, oh, I don't know okay. if I should add some bitters. But maybe this yeah. needs bitters. Do you want me to try some? I don't bitters? think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think, think it's fine it right now. Yeah. I, it isn't something I would order. But there are people who this flavor is nuts on for them. Like sure. this is a big person drink, but it's... For somebody with a sweet tooth. Yes. Yeah. So they look like they're drinking the same drink as everyone else, but it's a sweeter They version. are. They just, they're just drinking a sweet version. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at weminder.app. Today with Lady Petra. Yes. We are going to have a conversation about discipline, mm-hmm. punishment, yep. 
and training. And we'll talk about punishments as well. Yes, of course. Because punishments are kind of important in the kink world. Yes. Yeah. So just to give everybody context, Mm -hmm. you and I live in a 24-7 power dynamic called a total power exchange. Yep. And if you examine that a little bit deeper, it's a discipline-based dynamic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And not all power exchanges are discipline-based dynamics. Correct. But ours is. Yeah. So in other words, you've got a bunch of tasks you do Mm -hmm. and when you skip a task or you miss something, miss something whatever, yeah. then there's a consequence, usually mm-hmm. in the form of a punishment. It doesn't always have to be severe because you're well, a very disciplined human being. We'll talk about that. Okay. But in a discipline-based dynamic, it's not uncommon that there's a distinction between discipline and punishment and mm-hmm. training. Yeah. And I'm always amazed by this because people make assumptions when we post pictures on FetLife and things a lot. Oh, she was a bad girl punishment. Mm. And and I laugh because they don't know our context, right? Right. Of the picture. But you can tell it's their context. Like that's where they're coming from. Like that would mean punishment. Right. You know, and it's just, I think that more than anything, even though we explain what's really going on, I'm always taken with how someone sees an image and chooses to see what they're going to see. Well, humans are what? Meaning making machines. machines. Yes. People make meaning out of everything. Yep. And what they don't understand, they add their own interpretation to. Yep. And because people live in a world of looking good and judgment and survival. And they want to look good because they, they're in the know. Like right. they want to know. That they're in the that know. That they're in the know. Yeah. When often they aren't. They often aren't, right. <laughs> yeah. So let's differentiate between those things. So in the world of discipline, like just to give a straight up example, if somebody, like let's say you said to me, I really want to quit smoking but I'm having a hard time. Right. Then I would, as a disciplinarian, Mm -hmm. give you some guidance on how to set about doing that. And you would try and live up to the guidance that I'd given you. Mm -hmm. And if you fail to live up to the guidance, then you would come and see me and you would get disciplined Mm -hmm. with some form of corporal punishment, usually Mm -hmm. in my case, because I'm a sadist. So I like to use corporal punishment for discipline. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've had relationships in the past with, individuals who have put themselves forward for discipline in that context. Like it's simply about they didn't maintain their integrity in the agreement. Well, and that's, I think you should share that because people think they know what a disciplinarian is. Right. And also I think there are a wide variety of disciplinarians, Mm. but because you are one and you've practiced without divulging and breaking confidentiality of, of a past partner, but in a general sense, Lay it out the scenario of like what, you know, like from the submissives or I guess it could be a dominant that wants discipline, but it could be anyone from the person wanting discipline, what they might have as expectations of you and what you actually will do. Right. Like in that context. Right. Well, I'll use one example with an individual who, amongst other things, smoked and drank too much and was overweight. So she wanted to confront all of those things. And she did say, I want help with all. I want help with all of these things. Okay. I'm a failure. And I need some help. And the only time I ever succeed in any of these things is when I'm responsible to a disciplinarian. Nice. And I said, okay, good. Well, you know, she was visiting from out of town, you know, working. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. she was going to be here for six months. And so we had an opportunity to have six months of interaction. Mm -hmm. So our first meeting, we talked about what her goals were. 
and, and whether and they're realistic, don't you have to be responsible as right. a dominant disciplinarian to make sure it's not just craziness? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like my responsibility is to give her what I would call bite-sized chunks yes. to tackle these things. Mm-hmm. So that she would succeed over time. So she has a chance to succeed. Yes. But if she falls off the horse, which is what her pattern has been. Yeah. Then she will face. Then the discipline will help. Right. We hope. Bring her back into alignment. Right. Now, she was a masochist. And so the discipline that we used with her was a cane. Mm -hmm. And the relationship I had with her was a progressive punishment. And you said that up front. Up front. So the first time she missed, she got a cane stroke. Mm -hmm. And every time she missed, it doubled Mm -hmm. or added an extra cane stroke, in this case, from one to two, and then from two to four. Oh, doubles. Okay, yes. And then from, you know, because we want to get to a deterrence. We want to get to You don't want it to go on forever because it moves slowly. Right. And then it takes, and she's a masochist, so it takes forever to get to the, okay, that's my limit. And now we're 10, we're five, six weeks down the road and she's been messing up for that long. Right. So we want to get to where the corporal punishment that she faces is more severe than the breakdown that she is willing to take on. Correct. So with her, we got up to like 15 or, or so strokes, I think, before she was ready to like really buckle down. Oh, good. And so now every time she came in, she got 15 strokes mm-hmm. as her starting point. Now, the way she would present herself is she would kneel before me mm-hmm. and she would say what she had agreed to and she would say what she actually did. And then she would deal with the impacts of Now, if the she breakdown. was successful, she automatically got 15 strokes. Right. So when she failed, her starting point was 15 strokes. We'll Correct. From there. When she succeeded, there was no reason to punish her. Well, that's what I want to know, yeah. is if it just wasn't just discipline every time. Because no. she's a masochist, so I'm right. trying to figure out. So if she's successful, it's great. She gets the good note. Yay, you did a good job kind and, of thing. And, and, and probably new directive. That's right. And progression on her directions. And the process goes on, you know, because somebody's self-discipline isn't mm-hmm. in. And the point of a disciplinarian is to put self-discipline in. That's the point, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so we get to a place where she knows if she fucks up, she's going to start at 15 strokes and then the next time will be 30. Which is a huge Which is a big jump, jump right? Yes. So she's very motivated she's not, very not to that. fuck up at that point. And, you know, I don't, I'm a sadist, so I don't tap her. I cane her mm-hmm. with a heavy cane mm-hmm. aggressively mm-hmm. so that she's marked and she remembers. remembers. Yes. Yeah. The first time I caned her, she called me the next day and said, okay, I'll never fuck up again ever. But of course, that didn't last but one week. Right. Anyway, so that's the process of a disciplinarian, right? So if that's the process, and I'm curious about this because I know you're a sadist, I know you're a disciplinarian, but in your opinion, as you've watched your life unfold for you and your own personal evolution, how do you think you became or identified yourself as a disciplinarian versus just a sadist? Like as a disciplinary, like wanting to do that, what in you moved you in that direction? So that's a fair question. You know, I grew up with corporal punishment. Mm-hmm. And so it's been part of my life since I was a kid. Right. I mean, I got caned, I think, the first time in school when I was six. You know, I yeah, went yeah, to school yeah. in South Africa where corporal punishment was a thing. So it's always been part of my life. Mm-hmm. I am a lifetime coach. And so I'm mm-hmm. motivated to be a contribution in guiding people to improve their whatever. To get to their potential. Get to their potential. Mm -hmm. And I'm self-expressed as a sadist. And so I put those two things together. And they work well. And they work really well. And it was a way for me to enjoy an aspect of BDSM 
before I met you and we got engaged in our dynamics. Sure. sure. As a way for me to enjoy an aspect of BDSM where I didn't have a relationship with somebody, but I got to express myself as a sadist. So I totally identify with this because we're both coaches. So you'll get yeah. this. And I use the word a lot more now because I am. You know, I'll write a new workout. I wrote a workout this morning for a bunch of rowers. And I told them, okay, so now you handled the last workout. And so your stroke rate has gone up and I've added an extra interval. And you hear the, and I go, listen, I am a sadistic coach. I am. Yeah. Because I, I'll just say it professionally, I get off on being able to provide them more to do to see if they can handle it. Because I'm always pushing the envelope on their potential. Right. So that's just, that's just way I'm wired. I think it's awesome. They may not, but I do. But it's very similar to if they fuck up, there are consequences. I'm, of course, not making them drop their pants and caning them, right? right? But in essence, in some metaphorically way, I am doing that. You'll give them another interval or something. Yeah, and I think coaches, a lot of times, you'll find our disciplinarians because that's what we're doing, exactly how you're describing. I mean, I align with that so much. I'm like, I can see it. Right. I just incorporated my coaching paradigm into sexuality. Correct. But from the framework of being a contribution Mm -hmm. to somebody. Which is still being a contribution. I mean. Yeah. But the idea was to help her, in this case, achieve something of a personal victory. And she, it's consensual. She's asking for this. She says she needs this. Right. She knows herself, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's powerful too, because I do think sometimes there's athletes I'm working with where I'm like, yeah, they just need more punishment right now to finally get it because they're not getting it. Right. Yeah. And so that's just a personality type and it applies in a discipline-based dynamic Mm -hmm. in this way. Mm-hmm. So I'll ask you to do something sure. and you'll go, okay, I agree to do that. So there's agreement mm-hmm. and then you'll not do it. Right. And so, I need to be of my word. So if I don't do be, it. Yeah. You need to be of your words. So if you don't do it, you need to tell me. Yep. So there's a bunch at the of. the first inclination. At the first inclination. You need to <laughs> share. I didn't do what I said I would do. Mm-hmm. So now there's a break in integrity. Mm-hmm. And then we have a process whereby you restore your integrity. You say what there was that you did and or didn't do. And you say what the impacts are. To all the parties, to all the parties including and, yourself. And others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you put in place some structure to improve or prevent that circumstance from happening again. But then in a discipline-based dynamic, there's an additional consequence. Yes. Yeah. So Because there's a reminder. There's a reminder. Yes. That's right. And in a discipline-based dynamic, like ours, the discipline fits the crime. Like there's not a Well, yeah. Severe... I think any dominant can choose as right. long as they've made agreements beforehand, because you were very clear with that party that you were just referring right. to, that your punishment would be this mm-hmm. and it would be ongoing like this. And that's what you had chosen. And because we live together, you on a case by case basis, because it is rare, will come up with where I think what a, as a dominant myself, I would say, what moves me in the moment, I'm taking into consideration the person I'm dealing with and what am I going to create for right. that? Because I ultimately want them to correct the behavior, right? right? I'm not trying to just, I, I can't speak for you as a sadist because right. I don't know if I'm, I think I'm sadistic, but I don't know if I'm a, completely a sadist. What I am is I, I'm an integrist. Right. <laughs> I want people to be integral. Right. If they say they're going to do something, I want them to do what they say. Right. And do complete work, yeah. not half-assed. Right. Right. And so, you know, this is where the decision comes in as to 
how do I formulate the punishment? And like you said, you have to look at who you're dealing with. So I, I'm dealing with you. Right. You're a very disciplined, self-disciplined human being. Mm-hmm. So when you say you're going to do something, you have integrity. You say you do what you're going to say. Yep. And because you do complete work, because you have integrity, you do complete work. Yeah. And because you have integrity, you do things you say you're going to do. You do them on time, correctly. Yeah. That's how you are, which I love. I find that very which is it, Which is, I think you love it. I, no, I know you love it. Yeah. But what I find is amazing is, because here I am like aligning with a sadist and yes. a disciplinarian, and I'm super obedient. I'm yes. not saying I'm perfect. They're far from it. But I am super obedient. Mm-hmm. So the times we're actually going to discipline is very far and few between. And I always think, oh, he's missing out on, maybe I should screw up. But I'm also not a brat. Right. I also know that you've given me agency to ask for what I want. Right. So I always think everything else is pointless. Why would I play games? I, right. I don't like playing games. No, 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 let's just put a pin in that and come back to it. Because sure. you brought up the idea of there being a brat. Yes. And in BDSM, brats are people who create opportunities for their dominant to punish them. Well, I think it, a brat, let's just think of brats in general sense yeah. outside of kink even. A brat does things, behaviors, in order to get what they want. Right. Right? So a brat in BDSM, whether they're able... Now, I've heard of some brats that ask for what they want from their dom and don't get it because of the way their dynamic's set up. They've really concretely made the brat. So they have to keep acting like a brat. Right. But I think on a... I want to not disrespect brats, but on a brat level, I think a lot of people unconsciously label themselves brats because they think they have to be bratty to get what they want. Right. Now, depending on the agreements in the dynamic, like I mentioned before, maybe that is part of the way they have to get what they want because the agreement is there is no agency. I mean, I get that they're not all like our dynamic. Right. Yeah. And so that brings up the idea of punishment, right? As yes. opposed to punishment. So yes. it's really about getting impact play for fun. Yes. Right. So getting their rocks off with some impact play. Impact play is very intoxicating. People get addicted to it. Mm -hmm. And in the case of brats, they try and get spanked because they want to get spanked. So do you think, because I'm wondering, because I'm a masochist. Yes. And we've incorporated the daily maintenance spanking in in an early section of our dynamic, right? Especially on my trajectory of understanding who I was as a masochist. But because we live together, we're 24-7. It's a lifestyle. We were doing it nearly daily at one point, Right. right? And so there's no punishment. No. It's literally, I think punishments come when you're not meeting your dominant as often. Yeah. And there's good behaviors between you both. And so a punishment works in that sense. But I don't really ever look at our things as anything we're up to as a punishment. No. I look at it as our life. This is our... No, that, I'm not seen. Yeah, I'm not indicating that we practice punishments. No, no. I, yeah. But that's the difference. I'm saying that brats practice punishments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And doms with brats employ impact as a punishment rather than a punishment. Which you think would work because sometimes we happen to have really high sex drives that align. Right. But that doesn't mean everybody does. Just because no, you're in kink doesn't mean you have a high sex drive. It has right. nothing to do with that. And so you could have a dominant or a submissive with a different sex drive. But let's right. just say it's lower dominant, higher submissive. The punishments work because it's a cue to the dominant that I need you to take care of me. I need right. you to, I need your attention. Right. You're, right. And the way I want it is I'm going to like fuck up so you spank me over your knee. 
Right. And that'll lead but, to something but else. But sometimes right. those cues are important yeah. and that creates opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to our pen, we were talking about, what were we talking about? We were talking about the role of punishment. Right. And we were talking about how the punishment has to fit the crime. Yep. And just to give you an example, we had one recently, like we rarely get to punish you. So this was, it stands out in my mind. You're excited about excited. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Because uh, <laughs> you were. <laughs> yeah, I was actually excited. Now, here's the thing. We have a protocol where you wear a butt plug every day. Yep. And you have pretty consistently, well, I'm going to say consistently for like three years, three and a half years. Yep. And you've missed like one day in the past. I think twice before. Maybe I mean, once. totally twice. Yeah. One day in the past and then one day this last week. Yes. And when you missed the day, your initial concern was to be all apologetic, but we also have a context that there's nothing wrong. I know, but and, I- And you're also somebody who never misses. So it wasn't like a big deal, right? I know nothing's wrong. But it bothers me of when that happens of course. because I am a service sub. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so you restored your integrity perfectly. That was great. And then the question is, how am I going to punish you with the consequence for something that you rarely do wrong? Right. Like an occasional, like once every three years. And something that you want to do. Yes. Something that I want to do to you yes. and have it not be so that... You end up, you know, thinking about stabbing me in the night. No, right? Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to stab you in the night. Right. So, so what I, <laughs> so what I came up with was a simple punishment. It was just you're going to wear weighted nipple clamps for oh, the day. Yeah, the weighted nipple clamps. Yeah, they and aren't that bad. They're heavy. They're not that bad in the beginning. No, but they get but bad. But the clamps. So I have like extremely sensitive nipples. Like extremely sensitive. They're just super sensitive. They always have been. They just are. And so here these clamps are on and I'm like, okay, I can, I can handle this. I can handle this. You know, I'm saying this to myself. And it's not at some phase, like I watched one of my nipples start to turn dark purple, almost black. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be done pretty soon because this thing's going to fall off. But when you take them off, that that's me. the punishment yeah. for me. Yeah. You know, wearing them is is one kind of punishment, right. but I'm a masochist, so it's it's a very bearable kind of thing. And when they move while we're while you're using me, yes, it's disturbing, yeah. but it's not anything near the cane or anything like that, right? But then I know it's coming, and you have me kneel, and I then you remove them, and it's just mind blowing. Yeah, it's weird how it's, that hurts so much. It it hurts so much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that was the punishment. It wasn't like huge. It wasn't long lasting. It wasn't a big deal. I don't know if it was long lasting. It was a couple hours. Yeah, not a big deal. Small punishment. Yes, of course. I will say it was a small punishment because yeah. I'll breathe here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so punishment is something that you do in response to a break in integrity in a discipline based dynamic where the intention is to just have a consequence right. that goes beyond restoring your integrity. So now we get to the question of training. Right. And see, this is where in, in a kink dynamic, I think this is where the majority of my attention lives. In training. It, yeah, in training. And don't you think that would be wise for 24-7 in the I sense do. that you get what you want That's from right. your property? I, I do. I, I think that as a dom, the way you get what you want is to enroll your submissive in what you're up to so that she does what you wanted to do, but because she wants to do it. I agree a hundred percent. And it's not, I remember thinking about this cause I was, I'm a switch. So I think on the other side of the coin a lot right. and I'll go, is he just trying to do this? But I never felt 
like you were manipulative or anything like that, anything that was underhanded. What I felt is, like you say, the enrollment in what we're up to together, which was super powerful because when you're, you know, when you're, I'm in, like I'm all in, like whenever whenever people say, are you going to go? Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Your whole context changes right. on how you approach everything in that decision that you just made, right? right? So it's really two parts. It's enrollment and registration, mm-hmm. right? So the enrollment part is getting you excited about what we're up to. Mm-hmm. And the registration part is your buy-in. So maybe you've experienced this with me, but maybe you've experienced with other people because mm-hmm. I'm sure you tried to do enrollment prior. Always, right? Yeah. So what happens if you get less than a I'm in attitude? Then they're not enrolled. Right. So then do you, do you as a dominant, because it's always about what you want, right? right. But everyone's style is different. Some people are straight to the, yeah. you know, so do you then think of a, a compromise or some way to evolve it? No, or no, no. do you just no. keep pressing that well, issue? Well, we'll make it concrete in just a sec. But for me, it's really about what excites me as a Dominant, dominant yeah is to have the submissive i'm playing with want to be played with the way we're playing as much as i want to do it okay perfect. right Which so i don't sense. really want to do something to you that you don't really want to do because kink is like very very intense so you're not a, attached not to attached. what you want to do that's the key is what i want to i'm yeah. trying to get to is yeah. that you don't have this laundry list like my girlfriends did of this is what a perfect guy is that right. i gotta no, date no, no. a laundry list and that if they didn't fall into well, the list. Well, well, let's talk about it with you, for example, uh-huh. right? So my intention is to mark you. I told you that at the beginning. Yes, I had and to choose right away. You had that to was... choose right away. Are you are you somebody who wants to be marked regularly? That's a choice that you have. Uh-huh. And at the same time, I'm also of the opinion that it would work better for our dynamic because we're going to be together a while. Right. If marking was something you wanted to have occur, right? As opposed to something you dreaded occurring. Like for sure. Yes. Like I'm fully on board with that. And yeah. so even with your enrollment phase of speaking to me about it, yeah, I understood what was happening, like yes. what you were doing, but also was considering that at the same time for myself saying, yeah, it would be better if I like this. Right. And I started at that point to already know because you had identified it in earlier tasks with me on my own. Right as a masochist. So I was already starting to grapple with in my masochist where it came home for me and not everyone has this context. But for me, I was like an extreme athlete since I was very little, like extremely little because I was being groomed for uh, swimming Olympic trials from five to 13. Like this, that's, that's a if you think about it, double workouts a day from five to 13, that's yeah. a huge chunk of your life. Right. Most people don't dedicate two high school careers right. to their pre-prep age, right? right? Yeah. So there was something about that context that I had with my own masochism that I was like, yeah, I've been kind of doing this all my life. So I have no worry about expressing this with him. And let's see where this goes. Yeah, but you also were... A bit conflicted because the person I was playing with right before you oh, yes. was somebody who was up, yes. up for a hundred cane strokes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you you had that as a as so, a context. And I did have that as a context. And I did have you in the early phases were mentioning that and messaging that over and over. And I got 
strained by that because I was like, I'm not here to be like somebody else or beat somebody else because I don't even know myself yet. Right. And I think you may have known that maybe at the time when we were talking or maybe not, but there was some point you got an inkling of that. Then you became very clear on the way you messaged that to me. Right. And you really stated what was important to you was that as my property, What's most important to me, no matter if you have a one to a hundred strokes, is that you're marked property. And see, that was the thing. It was two things that were happening there. One was I didn't really know you. Yes. So I had to find out where you were as a masochist in that context. Sure. And as you started to become clear about where you stood and how it occurred to you, then I could figure out what was really important to me. And I did. That was valuable, though. It was. It was. I really had to be clear, like, this is what I want. And so now the question becomes, how do I enroll you in what I want so that it, it's also what you want? Well, and so I, that was I the think next you did it very well because yeah. you, I feel like the conversation came out of nowhere. There was one moment I was thinking, I just got to keep building up on this. I got to figure this out. Meanwhile, I'm developing this masochist. So we haven't even delved into parts of my masochism yet. To understand what makes me tick, right? right? But I'm sitting here straining about it, and I finally, there's a conversation. And before we address me as a masochist, you say, I want to be crystal clear on this. This is this is where I am as a sadist and as someone that owns property. This is what I see. And you talked about you need to be marked property, and that can be a number of ways. I can piss in your ass, piss down your throat. Those are marking because we had claimed me, right? right? I can cane you. These are all ways I mark you. And that's important to me. And so what I took away from that was this is what's important to him. Yes. So we want to make sure this happens. Not like I'm in a bubble, like I'm not part of it. Right. But like I can make that happen. And you were very clear on it. Quantity versus quality doesn't matter. Right. That That's not what we're looking for. This is what we're looking for. As soon as you said that, I was like, huh. And then shortly after that, I remember... I'm pretty sure it's around this time when I started giving you information about my masochism, like the timing of your strokes. And I said something during one of the marking scenes that was completely in subspace, but I said it and meant it. Right. And I asked for a stroke, even though you weren't in the position to give me a stroke at the time. And then you got in position to get it. Right. Well, so so what that did was it gave us an opening. It really gave us an opening. Yeah, it gave us an opening to invite a conversation about marking at a deeper level. Right. And the benefit of that was I handed you control Mm -hmm. of the experience. Right. So that it occurred to you at a different context. Isn't that weird? But it's weird. But it really worked. Yes, it does. And see, now where we are is you've been enrolled in marking Mm -hmm. as a construct for our dynamic. Mm -hmm. And you've got some control of the process. Mm-hmm. And so now you look forward to it in a way that you didn't before. I do look forward to it. In fact, even this last weekend when yeah. we had marking, the only reason I chose to stop was because I was so subby and and like on the edge. I felt like I was losing, starting to lose control of myself. Yes. Like I was losing connection with what was happening. I was too deep. And I was like, wow, I don't know if I can handle going too deep. I was feeling a little under the weather period this weekend. And so I was like, I'm not sure I can handle that moving forward. Yeah. And because we don't have anything on, you got to have this many strokes. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. That's not a problem. So when you say enough, that's enough. Yeah. And so, 
you know, now you have the difference between discipline, punishment, yep. and training. Yep. And so training can occur in any number of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be trained to do X, Y, or Z. It's just a process of enrollment and registration. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, we live in a 24-7 dynamic. Yeah. So everything that we take on, we're taking it on with the context of it being part of our ongoing experience of each other because mm-hmm. yeah. we're in a sex-forward, kink-forward dynamic. It's our journey. It's our journey, right? And so you can today comfortably say that you're self-disciplined and you're protocol-driven. Mm-hmm, I am. And you're marked and collared. I and, am and that's And that's <laughs> and like I a perfect way to be from my point of view. It's for super for me. It's liberating for me because it's my... It's your love language. It's my love language. Right. I express my love language through my service and my devotion to you, which yeah. is where I thrive, right? right? And then to express ourselves sexually in a way that allows both of us to be fully expressed, mm. it's magic. Yeah, it's very cool. It's really magic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to talk about how we are going to be speaking down at DomCon. In LA. In LA on the 22nd. Yep. Uh, the weekend, it's like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday is the DomCon. Yep. Lots of kinksters around, lots of interesting conversations, lots of topics. And we're going to be speaking about kink relationship dynamics. Yes. Which is sort of our wheelhouse. It is. Yeah. It is our wheelhouse. And that's happening on the 22nd. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Thank you.